0: Previously on the Dave and Steve show, I have very erect nipples all -hmm. the time, all the time. And normally, Steve, you know this.
1: And my wife called me up and said, hey, let's do body pump in the kitchen. I'm like, yep, let's do that. That Tracy, I
0: I need you to bring the heat with a 20 minute preamble of a story from 10 years ago. Go. I'll allow it.
2: Okay. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. So let me revise and extend my comments.
1: (laughs) You are, you're looking great. Right. Um, Duh. Yeah. Losers, losers. I like your beard. Dude. Nice. He calls me Lumpy Space Princess. Things are yeah, coming honey, up honey roses.
0: Honey, is the
1: lieutenant governor of Ohio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, Dave's got a hobby. He likes to play on the guitars. And hey, there's his thing. And I um, have but- my
1: weapon on the tiger. I said several times to stop. The tiger did not stop, and I was forced to kill the tiger. Yeah. Ah, did you see that? It hit him in the face. It hit him in the face. I uh, um, I, uh, I, was a li- I, one time. Um,
0: you guys do not even know how many people on an average plane flight have to wipe their asses with their own shirts and ride the rest of the trip out topless.
1: But if you get yeah. rid of it, it's you're just gonna look like a shift
0: manager at h Block. <laughs> yeah, basically I'm a Boeing swing shift worker <laughs> at that point. And can I ask a question? Now we're, see, here's how it goes. I, I get up in my own head. I start thinking 10 steps ahead cuz that's how I operate. I'm always 10 steps ahead of you guys. This is this is just mm-hmm. how this is the 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 chore of being a genius, okay? Yeah,
2: at least at least 10,
1: sure. It's 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 a wonder we can follow.
0: And my genius will then ask a really dumb follow-up question right now. So buckle up. <laughs> Show number 57 of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave, sitting right alongside me, a mere 27 miles away is Steve. I'm Steve. And from parts unknown, the lovely (laughs) and buxom, Tracy. I put a little
2: extra conditioner in my beard tonight, and uh, I don't mind telling you it looks pretty awesome.
0: This is actually what I wanted to ask you first and foremost. On the last show, we talked about your Fu Manchu, and I floated the idea of... Mm -hmm. Potentially at some point, once you've reached your what I'm now calling your cancerversary, which comes up in June, I am now I I floated the idea of Tracy. Did you think about maybe at that point getting rid of the Fu Manchu because you were worried about you? uh, You were actually you kind of went back and forth a little bit about whether or not you were trustworthy looking or not. And I said maybe that's one of the things you could do over the week. Did you give any thought to that?
2: I really did. And one of the things that you know, not looking trustworthy is a detriment and a bonus at the same time. So I had to do some serious calculations about what it is I really wanted for the next, you know, five years of my life. And I've decided, I don't know.
0: Okay. All right. (laughs) At least you're, at least you've decided. Can I, (laughs) can I just say, if you decide to get rid of it, we shave you live on the air because that makes good podcasting. Anytime, anytime you have something that takes no more than two minutes, and it's not a great uh, audio descriptor. It's not something you can describe well. I think that's the perfect vehicle for a podcast.
1: You know, I I feel like we've been teasing our audience with um, with a good host shaving. Like yeah, I know we've talked about shaving you, Dave. No doubt. I I, I, I nobody's offered to shave me, but I would love to be shaved. And Tracy, now we could shave your beard. I mean, that we should. Is that? there any sponsors out there that want to like shaving cream or like Gillette or
0: well, there's that manscaping one that sells like uh man shaving products. They're supposed to, this is one of the things too. You guys don't, maybe, maybe you do have to deal with this. Maybe you don't. We all know that I'm a very hairy guy, right? And so anytime I get one of those ads for one of these types of men's grooming systems that comes up, I, I'm, I pay attention. I stand up and take notice because I do have a lot of body hair. And so I see this thing for like, hey, Manscaped, this is this, is this company, and they're, and they're not a sponsor, and based on what I'm about to say, probably won't ever be, but I see this advertisement for this manscaping, and it's the, one of the things that they have, <laughs> I forget what it's called, but it's literally a ball hair trimmer, right? And it's supposed oh. to be like, it's supposed to be something where uh, it doesn't cut, it doesn't nick. And for you ladies out there, or for you guys who have never had to worry about anything remotely close to hair on balls or anything like that, let me just tell you this: you nick a ball, you nick the sack in any way, shape, or form. It's one of the hardest things to get to stop bleeding you will ever experience in your life. It doesn't. It doesn't gush. It just won't stop. And yeah, so, yeah, it, it reminds me of the
2: uh, the Kool Aid commercial where the, uh, the 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 jar of Kool Aid comes smashing through the it's wall. It's exactly. It like everywhere. That. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it's like the Kool Aid
0: or... man trying to break out of your sack, but he can't quite get <laughs> through the wall. So, <laughs> so, so, I, I I had to go and look at the reviews on this thing, and and it it's everybody's saying the same thing, like, wow, I nicked myself with this thing and bled like crazy, like. This is a for people who have to do this. This is a common thing, and so as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Well, nope, that's not that's not what I need." So I'm I'm still on the lookout. If uh, any of your listeners out there have a good remedy for shaving your balls, just let me know. I'd love to hear from you. So, yeah.
1: who, uh, for for people that have to do this, I I'm I'm trying to think of a situation where, you know, other than you know a adult film, um, you know, whose, uh, you know, whose livelihood depends on them. <laughs> shaving their testicles uh on a regular basis well like, and, and, and i work?
0: will say let me begin by saying this is easily the classiest start to any episode we've ever done <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, i just want to <laughs> i just want to establish that but steve as you know hair traps moisture hair makes things smell like yeah. there mm. uh, excess hair in any spot and i Back and period. i don't mean yeah. even from like a uh, getting frisky with the lady kind of standpoint. I mean, just in general, like it's to Tracy's point, bacteria, all that kind of stuff. And so if you've got a lot, you try and take care of it as best you can and try and keep it trimmed up as best you can. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's the same way with like blackberries in my yard. If I let them go, they take over. And then if I get near them, they start poking me. Right. And then, but they, and they only give me fruit. And then the Kool-Aid
0: man shows up.
2: <laughs> they only
1: yeah. get- they give you fruit once a year, and but you can make a pie. I it's, mean, you yeah. can make a couple of good pies with that. I mean, it's...
2: you damn well, right you know, can. That's, that's kind of where my analogy really kind of fell apart at the pie
1: stage. <laughs> right, it's right pie. How your yeah. balls are a pie. That's weird.
0: <laughs> so I had to, uh, this week I had to, I had to go back to the doctor. I've said on the show before, mm-hmm. I've got this thing going on with my throat. And I am now very hyper aware of it. When I listen to episodes that we've recorded or anything like that, I'll hear myself clearing my throat now and then and sometimes it's worse than others it just sort of depends but i have been clearing my throat a lot of late and so a a few months back i I finally started seeing a gastroenterologist they said that they think it's this problem with my stomach not closing the way it should it lets acid into my esophagus and it's causing me all these vocal cord problems and all sorts of things so i've been going in for these tests and things They, i had to for 48 hours i'd have a tube down my nose that went it hung just behind my uvula And that showed that my acid levels were off the charts. So it's surgery required, but the doctor told me the only way they can get insurance to approve this is I have to have two more tests. And the way he described it to me is, this is going to feel like cruel and unusual punishment. I'm sorry, but we have to do this. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to expect. So I went in this week and the first thing the medical technician tells me right out of the gate is that this is not a fun procedure. She lets me know that right away she says i'm sorry this is not going to be a lot of fun but we'll take care of it as quickly as we can so what they did was they took an even larger tube they put it down my nose now i had to tilt my head way back at first while she started feeding it through and then the moment i felt it in the back of my throat i was told to tip my head way down so that it would basically bend and start to work its way down then she proceeded to shove what felt like a good i'm guessing 80 feet of tube down my face (laughs) into the very nether regions of my body uh it was horrible I was gagging she actually asked me ahead of time do you have a, a bad gag reflex I said I I mean I think so I don't know for sure but yeah I, I do have a tendency to gag and I know what you're both thinking right now and no I did not I did not get weird with it but so she she this this tube goes all the way through my nose down into my stomach uh and now she tells me I have to lay down on my side so I lay down on my side. She's got this massive syringe. Massive. And I'm getting nervous. And when I say massive, I'm holding it up for you guys. Think of like a, yeah. a ballpark Frank, like this huge yeah. syringe. This is a yeah, so, Canadian
2: jumbo. Uh,
1: so bigger than a cartoon, but smaller than like a caulking gun.
0: That's right. That's right. right. Yeah. Somewhere in and between. So
2: then she tells you to sing O Canada from memory. So, so now I hang on your side.
0: So here's, here's the torture. Now she tells me. She is going to 20 times put salt water in my mouth. I have to swallow it. And then for 30 seconds, I can't swallow it all. And then she's going to put salt water back in my mouth. I'm going to swallow it. 30 seconds, can't swallow. This is one of those things where just like anything else, if you tell somebody don't take a breath for 30 seconds and they're really thinking about it and they're really thinking about it, they're going to take a breath. If you're in the dentist chair, because I've had this happen to me, and the the dentist says, "Hey, try and hold your tongue on the left side, because I'm working on the right hand side. Your tongue's going to be all over the right hand side, because now you're up in your head thinking about it. This it's just the way our brains work." So, she gives me the first shot of of water. She says, "Swallow that. Now wait 30 seconds." I'm about 10 seconds in. I I swallow. She's like, "Okay, you got to wait the 30 seconds, because if you if you swallow, we have to restart the test." So. This, this to...
2: sounds this sounds made up. This I sounds have... like they were thinking of things on the fly of terrible things. I to actually do to said to her so they don't
1: have to pay for your so they don't have to pay for your surgery.
0: This I is... actually said to her at one point, how much did my wife pay you? Because I want to know because this is just you're just messing with me here. So I would get to like number eight and then I would swallow too early. And then we'd start the test over. And then I would get to like 10 and, and she was great. She'd say like, you know, you're doing great. You're doing awesome. Keep it up. I know it's hard. Like this went on like three or four times until finally I made it through that test. So now she tells me we're going to pull the tube out. So that sucks. Cause you've got all this tube coming out of your nose as so she's like pulling it out. She gets it all out. Now we've got to put a different tube into your nose. We're doing this again. Yeah, this one's octagonal. So this tube goes uh, goes way down into my esophagus. Probably not as far as the first one, but way down in. And I have to now wear this one for 24 hours. So I got another little monitor. I got this thing hanging off me. I got to go home for 24 hours. And I dress
2: yourself in a tuxedo.
0: I can't sleep. <laughs> I'm gagging. I am coughing constantly. And the other thing, too, is because you've got this thing in your nose... I'm sneezing constantly because my nose is basically saying, What the hell is in me? I want it out. Get it out of there. That's a drop. Uh, so, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, I'm sneezing like crazy. Hardly slept at all. I go back in there the next day. Luckily, it's only 24 hours. Early the next morning, I drive back in. They pull this other tube out. And then she tells me, At that point, these tests are not always conclusive if they're not conclusive, I'll have to come back in and do it again because insurance won't approve it until it's a conclusive result. So now I'm waiting with fingers crossed, hoping that I don't have to go in and do this stupid thing all over again.
1: Okay, so how does insurance know that you really took the test? Do do they get do they get the test uh, results as well?
0: I don't and, know.
1: And how is your doctor not like doing you a solid on this?
0: Yeah. You know?
2: yeah oh yeah <laughs> he he took the tests. I was there. He had the thing put in his thing.
0: You know the other thing yeah. that's weird, and I listen, it's only weird because it's not weird because my doctor has a female name. His name is Dr. Laura. It's because mm-hmm. there was a famous dr. Laura, yeah, so yeah. and and Dr. Laura was on the radio for many, many years. And so anytime I hear his name, Dr. Laura, I think of go take on the day dr laura <laughs> and and so I but anyway, so. I'm waiting. I'm hoping these test results come back soon. Uh, otherwise, I don't. I don't want to say I wouldn't go back in again because I need to get this thing taken care of. But I was by the time I got home, I said to my wife, "I'm not going back in. If they're not conclusive, I'll just I'll live with this." I can't live with this. Right. So right. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to figure something out. So but the
2: fact that you're even saying that, right? That just kind of tells you like the depths you're you're saying that to cope at this point. I know, was miserable. So and
0: and Tracy, yeah. I know you went through some miserable times with your your surgeries and things of that nature. It is it it's a it's I'll, I'll only speak for me. It's a weird thing mentally because mentally you kind of like being taken care of. You like the aspect of I'm going to be taken yeah. care of when I'm at the hospital. I'm going to have people helping me. Things are. Go- I'm going to get better. But then there's the other side of it where you have to deal with all of this kind of stuff, the pain, the the torment, all that stuff that goes along with it. And that side of it sucks. I will say yeah. again for the record, my favorite part of all of it, said this many times before, if you've never had a surgery, you don't know what you're missing out on because the two seconds right before you go under when they give you the anesthesia – Are the best two seconds of your entire life you will never feel better more calm more relaxed more happy than the two seconds where you're feeling the full effects of the propofol but you're not asleep yet
2: yeah that was it was really true because i was having a conversation with uh the doctor when he was uh beginning to shoot me up and i was uh tr- i was f- gonna fight it right i was gonna like hey, yeah. if i fight this and power through it then i'll not only be able to experience my own colonoscopy which is dream come true <laughs> right am i right <laughs> but the other is like i'll be able to know like what's going on and so he yeah he said like oh yeah you're gonna have a maybe a strange taste in your mouth and i remember saying well, what does it taste like yep and then Out. it tasted like nighty night yep what yeah it
0: so, uh, Steve, I know you didn't have a no- uh, tube put down your nose last week, but it seems like you're struggling with the nose. Is this allergies that's, that are happening, that are kicking in right now?
1: Uh, no. Right after the start of the show, I took a swig of my soda. It went down the wrong pipe, <laughs> and uh, I almost choked or drowned, as it were,
2: yeah.
1: uh, on camera, which uh, is even funnier because I know I would have passed out down there. You guys would have thought I was doing just a really long joke. Yeah, right. And I would have died. But yeah. that's okay. Um, <clears throat> no, I just needed to clear my throat.
0: That's not that big of a deal. You
2: would have died doing what you loved. And that's, that, that would be, sure. yeah, that would be
0: uh, comforting to me. Entertaining the masses. So oh, I, okay. I, 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 w- I want to ask you guys what you did last week. But I one of the things that happened to me that this week had to do with Steve. And Steve, I'm not <laughs> going to go into details, I promise. So don't get nervous when I do this. But I get a text from Steve saying, hey, I booked a guest on the show. Now, when St- or I'm in the process i'm I'm really close, I guess is what I should say, so yeah. my phone is buzzing, and I'm like, "Oh, this is great. Guess where I was right then, laying <laughs> on my side, praying to God I didn't swallow to restart this stupid goddamn test that I had done three times before. So now I get another." <laughs> 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 And I'm like, okay, this is work or this is my wife. Something's going on. No. And I said to the lady, she was able to pause the test. And I said, can we just take a break? I'm sorry. My phone is buzzing like crazy. I got to know what's going on. (laughs) I pull out my phone and look at it. And it is Steve sending me pictures, sending me texts, sending me, (laughs) I'm close on this person. I'm talking to the agent. It is all this. And so I, you know, I kind of shook it off, put my head or put my phone back in my pocket and we resumed the test. And then when she took the first tube out and she left the room to go get the other tube that she had to put in, I texted Steve and said, great. I can't wait to tell my doctor all about this. I'm at a doctor's appointment. And then I never heard from Steve again.
1: Yeah, because I, I, I'm because i like, oh, well, then I don't want to disturb him. <laughs> too late, <Right. laughs> too late. <laughs> oh, well, he clearly, he, he can't be reading texts. And the, you know what's funny, Tracy, is that he's dying to check these texts, but there's times when I, I text Dave, um, the stuff that I think is absolutely genius. And I won't hear from him in for a couple of oh, days. couple of weeks. Yeah. 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 I, days, I weeks, am.
0: Weeks. I am. I don't know where you guys are at on this. I'm horrible at texting. I'm terrible at it to the point where I have angered people with my lack of responses or, you know they'll they'll send me this big long text about different things and i don't have time to sit there with my i know i sound old but i don't have time to sit and type the things <laughs> out with my freaking thumbs and so i'll just respond back like sounds good or something like that and then i'll see them later in person and they'll be like did i piss you off the other night no why well you just wrote sounds good yeah that's all i That's all i wanted to type i didn't i didn't i didn't know we were having a long i have two buddies who will often get on common text threads together and those two go bananas. They will text back and forth for an hour straight just brr, 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 rapid fire. And eventually I just have to mute the conversation because I can't, I you don't can't keep up. No. And I don't want to, I don't want to sit there and type and stare at my phone and all that kind of stuff. So uh, Steve, it's not, it's not in this one particular case. It's not just you. In all other cases, it's just you. But in this case, it is not you. This is just me and my relationship with my phone. That's all. That's all it is.
2: But uh, but I will say that he did respond when I started talking about Susanna Hoffs. He did respond with some with some gusto um, on a, a number of different things, and I don't and even remember.
1: A, that's a whole other app that doesn't necessarily alert you to something going on. So that's the, I mean. Well, I heard
0: I heard Elon Musk say, like, you know, the biggest thing holding people back as far as phones go is human input. The human input, meaning you've only got your two thumbs, you can only type so fast, you can only get so much out at a time. So he's talking about all these, you know, this is a weird thing he was talking about, but he was talking about, like, implants that allow you to basically think the text, it shows up on the screen, you hit send, these little things you'll get put in later. And he thinks that's where this technology is going. I'm actually okay with that because... The only time I'll respond to something like today with the whole Susanna Hoff thing that we're talking about off the air, that's an app that I have access to a computer keyboard and I can type out the things that I need to type out and I can type things. If you had sent that to me in a text and I had to answer it on my phone, no way. I would not.
2: But Yeah, but I, I sent that on my phone.
0: Well, that's great. So, Good for you. I'm not,
2: I am not. I mean, it's a humble brag at this point. It really, really is.
0: But... <laughs> uh, Tracy, what'd you do last week?
2: You know, I didn't really do um, a heck of a lot. There was yeah. a lot of baseball games with the kids and I got a messy house and uh, those kinds of things. Uh, I didn't go to the doctor. I didn't d- d- do anything. I just uh, just worked and did junk,
0: you know. Those are the best kind of weeks. Steve, how about they, you? They really are.
1: It's my mom's birthday uh, a couple of days ago and uh, very happy birthday to you, uh, Sharon Dam. Uh, seventy-five years young. Wow. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good for her. We get to see. Uh. We get to see them this weekend. That's gonna be. That's gonna be fun. I'm. Uh. I'm making. I'm making something in the crock pot. I'm pretty cool. excited
0: about it. Okay. Can, well, that's um, great. Can but, I? Uh. You, wait. Don't yeah. move on from the the birthday thing quite yet. Can I just ask a question? Because my mom was in town for a visit, and at a certain point, uh, my mom was she was playing uh, uh beanbag toss with us. Uh, okay. And she was doing great. Like we're playing the game. And I just thought to myself, I did the backwards math of how old my mom was. And she's over 70 as well. People in their 70s are way more active and way more with it than even their parents were. I think about my grandma at the age of 70. Steve, your grandma was actually pretty active and pretty with it like for a long time. But yeah. my, my grandmas weren't. Like, they got to the point where they just sat and waited for the Tonight Show to come on so they could fall asleep in the same chair that they had been sitting in for most of the day anyway. Parents now, it's great to see, but with medical advancements and all that kind of stuff, like, my mom's still with it. She's still out doing stuff. She's still, I guess what I'm saying is, your mom doesn't seem like a 75 year old in any way, shape, or form. Just like yeah. this weekend, I was yeah. just thinking, my mom doesn't seem like she's over 70
1: yeah it it is it's nice um it i I want uh, I want them to have
0: a full
1: life and be able to get out and do things and see stuff and you know all ad, adventure in their uh, retirement years that's that's great so'm I'm, I'm excited to see them uh, and have them have them over this weekend but I did want to talk about this new thing that's going on my son Zach is in um, he's in high school sports now um, and it's, and it's track, which is very different from baseball. As I was, you know, watching everything. He, he, he was only in one event today. He's normally in a couple of events. He's working on the hurdles, but he threw the javelin today and he did. Okay. Like he had never really done it before. Um, he practiced it, but, um, but he went out, be through, And he did, he did pretty well for his, you know, first time out and he's, he's getting better already. So it's great. What, what a couple of things that, that I wanted to point out about this is track meets are so different than um, being involved in baseball. In baseball, everybody jokes about how slow it is, but you are involved in this cerebral game that you're. That you're either out in the field or you're waiting to bat or you're on the you know on the basis trying to run. like it is a constant focus of something going on that you have to, you know, devote a couple of hours to if you're going to do it right. you know, you, you have to there's a lot of moving parts. Track meets, it's like you do your thing for literally seconds in some cases.
0: yeah, like, a burst. You know, ten, yeah,
1: fifteen seconds, You're done for an hour and then you do another 15 seconds of stuff and then you're done. And I'm like, wow, I was a sucker. Yeah. I shouldn't, yeah. I should have done track, but, it, but during that I'm watching these kids and how freaking focused they were and like laser point focused on just getting this one task done. And it was really fun to watch. Um, I will say, that they let way too many kids throw the javelin. Um, they could have they could have cut half of those kids from throwing. There, those I could have thrown a couple of feathers um, yeah. further than some of those javelins went. Like, it's
2: almost like they had to be told to throw it with a with a dominant hand.
1: Like right. no, 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 you throw it with the wrong hand. That's well, not- with the hand is like walk up and and toss it with their mouth. Um, but. <laughs> It, it was really strange. And I don't know if it was because it was, you know, kind of early in the season, but there were, it was like half the kids wanted to throw the javelin. So they just let everybody throw the javelin. <laughs> it was really
0: strange. Well, and be aware but, these are emaciated, uh, COVID children who have done nothing but let their muscles mostly atrophy for the last 20 months. And now they're trying to throw a javelin.
1: So I, so yes, that, that very well could be the case, but then I see somebody on my my kids track team um this young woman I guess she's a senior um she out threw everybody on that field she th- she looked like um a collegiate you know I thought you were about to uh, throw hand. out like
0: a very famous javelin javelinist's name that I wouldn't have recognized
2: no, no. Uh, i can but, i can only think of uh bruce jenner yeah <laughs> but like i mean i, I remember wheaties commercial yeah he he, he threw the um... Yep.
1: she could have been on a wheaties box but um it seriously she threw that thing uh i was i was amazed at it and really nobody got close to her like it just wasn't and she had great and she was like one of one of maybe 40 of them so, so here's like, the question i have really, really well.
2: if, if you're gonna pair this group down you're looking at it you got 40 javelin throwers and you're like no 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 only only 12 are gonna throw the javelin like how do you do with just what's your quick like three second i eye, just eyeball to make sure that you're cutting the right people what would you do
1: um uh, it, it, distance of their first couple of throws no
2: right? i I would not let them throw at all i for oh, me, wow! Spell, spell javelin. Oh, <laughs>
1: there you go, there you go. That um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know.
2: I, I don't and, know. And that... then I, then I would, uh, then I would, it would be a trick because I would be like, no, no, I meant the car, yeah. the javelin.
0: Yeah. The...
1: I'm, I'm texting my, my wife. Um, uh, was away from me. I'm texting to say, hey, I'm watching. I'm I'm watching this girl throw the javelin and she could hunt elk with this thing like she's really good and it was it was fun to watch but um, but like I said you know there are some that have promise and, and would be able to you know move forward in it. And there's just some that, that shouldn't,
2: they don't allow, there's not enough booing at track meets. Right. And, and that <laughs> yeah. To me is I don't have the patience for it because if my kids <laughs> turned out for track. There's no way I would go watch any of it. I would right. be like dropping them off. Hey, uh, I, be, I guess your meet will be over in a couple hours and, uh, I'll miss you.
1: <laughs> we, so we had a good, we had a good time. Right. Um, and we enjoyed watching all the kids uh race, right? What my wife said, because she ran track, she's like, wow, there's an awful lot of positive feedback on this on this uh on this, you know, field. She said, I didn't hear any of that shit when I was in track. It was all like faster. You're 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 too slow. You know, just horrible, horrible things that they would yell and absolutely
0: brutal. It's, okay, Can- so, hang on. So counterpoint there. Your mm-hmm. wife grew up in that environment. Horrible, awful. Run faster, do more. And guess what? She's got a damn PhD. Okay, so maybe yeah, that's oh, not that bad.
1: I, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not judging that way. She. I. What I'm trying to say is, she. She was like, okay, it's. It's a safe space for these kids to. To. To be at, and she's just like, you know, I. You know, she was almost kind of like, you know. There could be a little more.
0: Yeah, there could be a little more. Yeah. Now, now, the flip side of that coin, Steve, is is our track coach in at our high school was also our football coach. And he coached football the exact same way he coached track, which is <laughs> screaming and calling you a Nancy and saying that you were a baby and that you were never going to be anything. And he said much worse than that that I'm not going to say on the air. But there is there is the reverse of that. I'd like to meet in a happy middle somewhere. I'm just not quite sure where that happy middle is. But I, the other thing too is that was the that was the day and age, and I'm sure this still goes on a lot in small towns like the one we grew up in. They just didn't have a track coach. Nobody knew anything about tracks. so they were like, "Well, hey, the guy who coaches football, it's his off season by hey, a long shot. Let's teaches, just yeah. let's just yeah, have him coach he track P-E twice." Yeah, sure, and not? they were out there throwing discs, they were throwing shot puts, they were throwing javelins. Or he didn't know anything about how to throw any of those things or do any of those things. He he knew how to hit people in the face with a football helmet on. But somehow he made it to, to track coach. So that
1: was the one thing that I knew about Javelin was how I learned how to throw a javelin in that PE class, right? Right. With the with the split fingered forked um uh throwing um piece. And I'm like, Okay, that's how you throw it. And then I'm like, Okay, so Zach, how are how are you throwing it? You are you using the and he's like, No, I'm do, holding it.
0: yeah holding the handle yeah Yeah.
1: and um and i'm like oh well that's not how i learned and he's like yeah dad things have evolved since you and i'm like oh (laughs) you hold on and i i I immediately go um on the internet I'm like hey uh how do you how do you hold the javelin there there are actually three different um holds and one of them was mine and one of them was his so we're we're okay but you're at an impasse right now Mm -hmm. i'm
0: gonna i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to uh I'm going to have to heavily bleep the story that I'm about to tell but but I want to tell it unbleeped here and then I'll bleep it before we post the show but <laughs> great so so that football coach that same football coach to tell you how different times were and to tell you how different that era was and and again this probably goes on in lots of small towns to this day but this was our our football coach so our football coach at a certain point got really angry at us during a practice I don't even remember what it was for, but he basically said you f- Nancys you need to get together you're a f- bunch of f- cry babies and i'm not doing this sh- more and one of our players didn't like he he said some other things very uh non-pc things that i'm not even going to get into one of our players decided to go home and tell his parents and his parents lodged a complaint they actually called the school the next day explained the things that were said and really really gave the school an earful so we have practice that night, and coach brings us all back out onto the field. Gentlemen, I need you to take a take a take a knee, uh, grab your helmet. Let's take helmets. <laughs> this helmet. is
1: not going to go the way you think it's going to go.
0: Let's let's take helmets off. Um, go ahead and take a knee. Uh, so it's my understanding that uh at least one of the players last night was offended uh, by the things that I had to say. Uh, I often get. Worked up as a coach, um, I often say things just off the top of my head in the heat of the moment, and so I will I will make this promise to you guys: if one of you f ever goes home and tells your f- parents what I did again, like some kind of f- piece of shit that you are, I will personally kick your ass f- on this field until you bleed out and die in front of everybody. Am I understood? And we all, everybody, thought it was going to go the way of. I'm really sorry. I overstepped the line. <laughs> and then he turned it, and nobody ever said a word about what was said on that practice field ever again. So that, that's
2: really – that's Hollywood right there. That, that's, yeah, that, 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 that. that's the stuff of Hollywood. And then, then you guys went on to win district
0: no i don't know if we won a game that season i'm not sure i think we won three oh. games that season um but no we did not we were not a powerhouse by any stretch of the imagination james khan did not lead us to a, to a championship oh, that's, no.
2: That, that no, no that's no. the only part of that i would change no and
1: tracy i i i would like to i would like to add to this story as a um as a sidelined observer as a member of the press (laughs) as i was i was not a member of the football team i um i was the athletic trainer for the football team right so right um i had no desire to be out there uh being you know you know beaten up and abused yeah i did that in like seventh and eighth grade i played football and i'm like okay i did it that's great um So I often got to see and hear things um, uh, about the players (laughs) and um, and with the players at the same time. So I was just telling my wife this tonight about a football game where it was we were losing like it was like 40 something to nothing. Yeah. And
0: pretty common. um,
1: And I'm like. Oh my God, this locker room talk is going to be absolutely terrible. I don't want to be there, but for some reason I have to be in the locker room. I'm only the athletic trainer. I'm, I'm in there. I'm working on people's hands. I'm working on people's feet because they're, they've come all I'm done. I'm trying to refresh their wraps on their hands right. and all, all the while I'm waiting for the coach to come in and start to holler. And, and I know it's going to be epic. Nothing comes in absolutely silent walks around the room looks at everybody in the eye um as they poop in their pants yeah and then he walks into the showers where he cannot be seen and that's halftime everybody else just (laughs) sat there everybody just sat there in silence yeah until the end when he's and i think that it was capped off with something like um don't go home ashamed of yourselves tonight,
0: you know, yeah. like
1: go out and do, do something. That's how, that's yourselves. how you know
0: how things have gone horribly wrong. When that coach who loved to scream and yell had nothing to say,
2: just oh, nothing. Yeah. Oh, it
1: was, it was. And I just think walked
2: that, into the shower and cried by
0: yeah, himself. <laughs> basically. Yeah. That
1: might've been the game where people hid on the roof and poured a bucket of piss on us.
0: That was not that game. Uh, okay. that, was, that was Granger. I was actually just about to tell this story. So, <laughs> and this is the last football story I'll tell, I promise. The last high school football story I'll, I'll tell. But this is not me re- reliving the glory days of, and I threw for the touchdown in the last second and won the title. We played this little shithole town called Granger uh, out in the middle of nowhere And Granger hated us and we hated them. And there's, it's just one of those school things. Nobody knows why anybody hated each other. There was no real reason for anybody. We didn't like take their oil reserves or anything. Like there was nothing, there was nothing, (laughs) there was no underlying. We moved in on their distilleries and took all their, like, so, but, but we had this rivalry. And so we're doing the typical pregame thing. Everybody's in the locker room, jumping up and down, trying to get everybody fired up. We're jumping ready for this game and we run out and i'm i'm about i'd say maybe 15 people back from the line that's running out and as we start to run out the door into the night sky everybody bunches up like we all kind of run into each other accordion style like somebody in the front stopped and we all run into each other and then the smell hits us and it was a 5 gallon bucket that whether it was players or students or whatever had Go ahead, Tracy. The
2: the whole school probably filled it at the pep assembly. Yeah, they
1: donated. Everybody, everybody donated (laughs) from the from the math (laughs) teacher to the janitor.
0: But it was (laughs) not just urine. Let's be clear: there was feces in that thing as well. It was poop and pee in a five-gallon bucket. They stood.
1: You're trying to squeeze that much pee out. Some (laughs) poop.
0: They stood on top of the locker room, waited for us to run out, and then dumped it. So the first three or four kids that made it out the door got a face full of poop and pee, dumped on them. So that's how the game... the a big bucket of pink eye. That's how the game started. And our coach told them, that's fine. If they want to dump shit and piss on you, you play the game with shit and piss on you. Make them vomit. Play like this. So they cleaned off their helmets. They cleaned off their skin as much as they could. But for the most part, we were a small school. We didn't have n- different jerseys anyway. You had the one jersey you showed up with. So these kids played with this on them in that game. That game ends, I forget, I don't even know what the score of that game was. They kill the lights on the field while we're still on the field. All the lights go black and a brawl breaks out in which that same coach that I just mentioned earlier punched a kid who tried to attack him on the field and he was suspended for it. And this huge brawl broke out lots of people remember uh, coach had like a black eye for a long time after that because he got yeah. he got decked on the field like it became this big thing and then for a long time we were like we're not playing them anymore this isn't going to happen next year we we played him and it wasn't anywhere near that but that was far and away the most insane high school football story i had and i think we lost that game on top of yeah. everything else i I guess. And I, uh, I want
2: to say cool. also, the visiting jerseys are normally white, so you didn't have the benefit of being able to. <laughs> and ours were very white. Scenes, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm glad
1: they didn't look at me and say, "Hey, uh, athletic trainer, um, <laughs> do, you, do you see those? You see the laundry facilities over there? <laughs> like I'm gonna, like I'm gonna be the one in charge yeah. of doing yeah. like No, I got to run the Gatorade bottles. And, no, no, I'll handle that. You just get on the yeah. get on the laundry."
0: Okay, between the ball shaving and the poop and pee stories, like I say, classiest start to this show ever. It really was. Let's keep this train rolling. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on the Dave and Steve Show.
1: How many times have you been carrying too many sacks of groceries into the house just to have one of your pinky fingers snap off, breaking the pickle jar and raspberry jam all over the floor? Ah! Do your handshakes not deliver the goods on the bottom end? Nice to meet you. Man, your handshake is weak. Weak! Do your gloves not wear out evenly toward the smaller digit?
0: These mittens show my shame.
1: Buff up with the new Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System. Don't mess around with those finger steroids and digit yoga. If you want to build real lower end pinky strength, you'll want our new state of the art machine. Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System is the almost proven way to build pinky muscle mass in some time with minimal discomfort and the satisfying burn that lets you know you're building muscle. Some of the burn is from electricity. The Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System is the only hand exercise machine that builds muscle mass using old-fashioned exercise with the speed and safety Not safe. of small electrical stimulation. <laughs> Son of a... Just insert your hand and plug the Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System into any 220 or dryer outlet that you choose and let the Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System do the work for you. Should I try
0: it? Only if you want hot, sexy man hands from your thumb to your pinky.
1: The Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System. Available now in these fine
0: stores.
2: Happy Hand Adult Emporium. Walmart.
0: God bless America. Carter, are you prepared
2: to take the constitutional oath? I am. Would you place your left hand on the Bible and raise your right hand and repeat after me? I. Uh,
1: President
2: Carter. Hey, did I ever tell you guys about the time I met President Jimmy Carter? President Carter came to Seattle for a book signing during the Christmas season to promote his little book of holiday memories called Christmas in Plains. The line of people at the bookstore was a long one, and I was in it for over an hour before I finally got up to the table where the former president sat signing books. And just as he was about to take my already purchased book and sign it, one of his staff announced that the president would be taking a break. So there I was standing across the width of a garage sale table from President Carter while he rested and drank water. So I struck up some conversation with him and I asked him what his plans were for the Christmas and he told me that he had a nice quiet time that he had planned to spend with the former First Lady Rosalind. He then very honestly and warmly asked what I had planned to do for Christmas and I really wanted to spare him the details of the awful time I was certain was ahead of me when I was visiting my brother's house at Christmas time where the conversation would be awkward and the dinner would be even worse. So I just (laughs) told him I was looking forward to some time with my family. He was just too nice a man to drag him down with the sad reality of my family life. Now, Mr. Carter, if you're listening to this podcast, I want to apologize for lying to you. My Christmas was terrible, but I was still glad to meet you. This has been Tracy's. I'm just gonna talk about whatever I wanna talk about. Minute.
0: I am President Carter. I don't wanna I don't wanna uh, be critical of your minutes, Tracy, but uh yeah. you're starting to push way past the minute. <laughs>
1: Tracy Tracy's here with a brand new three minutes I was uh, rounding up a little bit there <laughs> that was, that, that's a, that's a lovely story every everybody that I that I talked to that has met President Carter not a bad thing to say about him uh,
2: wonderful wonderful man yeah, um,
0: throw a rock throw, and oh. you can hit somebody who's met President Carter that guy gets around
2: yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what I guys? It,
0: speaking of uh, old people, do you guys know that uh, today I learned that Cher turned seventy five years old? Really? Cher is seventy five years old.
2: Cher is the same age as Steve's mom.
0: How is that how I well that's true, Steve. It, it's today your mom's birthday? No. Oh okay. It was the eighteenth. I was gonna say, how did I go this long knowing you and not know that your mom and Cher shared a birthday together? Shared a birthday.
1: <laughs> oh, great. That's great i i sunnied a birthday
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh Uh -oh. yeah so my son and i were riding in the in the car and we heard that uh that she had had the birthday and she had turned so then i had to like awkwardly try to explain to my son who's 13 Who this movie or this not movie star, but TV star, I guess movie star. She did a a few movies. She was known for him. I think won an Oscar for one. So it's not like she She also sang a bit, right? But trying to explain who this entertainer was, I guess is what I should have said from an era long since past that he has no, like, I'll, I'll tell you. And for you youngins out there listening, don't worry about this next part. I'll keep it brief even trying to explain to my son what a variety show was. (laughs) (laughs) And the only saving grace for me was that we had seen a couple years back, they did a reboot of the Gong Show and Michael Mm -hmm. Myers hosted it. Mike Myers hosted it. And so I was able to say, it was kind of like that gong show that we used to watch where they would have different acts come out and do things on a stage in front of a live audience. And then it at, le- at least sort of clicked with him. But yeah, the, the when I said oh, oh, I had no idea Cher was 75, I didn't realize that I was going to have to spend the next eight and a half minutes trying to explain what a Cher was, what yeah, a variety and, show was. And, what...
2: what. And as difficult as that is, think about how impossible it'll ever be to explain what Circus of the Stars is. Right. Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or battle, battle of, the of the network, network, network. stars. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, that wow. one's that yeah. one's a little easy because I could just tell him. Imagine one of the con- Kardashians competing in Wipeout, and then he'd yeah. at least be able to put some of it together. Oh, yeah, there you
1: go. That, that's that's yeah, and that's better.
0: Yeah, no you no
2: to trapeze you though.
1: Watch yeah. t- Tony Dow uh, delight you for a minute and a half on trampolines. <laughs>
0: All right, you know what else delights me? Tracy's Headlines. And now, straight from the Dave & Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's Headlines. Oh yeah!
2: Our first story, a farmer in Belgium has caused a stir after redrawing the country's border with France local history enthusiast was walking in the forest when he noticed the stone marking the boundary between the two countries had been moved about two and a half meters
0: i have experience with this let me explain so when i bought the house (laughs) that i bought uh the the guy who owned it we had closed on it so we were actually moving in and the day that we were moving in he was gracious enough to take me around my house and that i just purchased and show me all the All the amenities, like, hey, here's the drain system. Here's the spot where you can turn the faucets on and off outside. Here's where all that kind of stuff. And as we got to the giant, Steve, you've seen this. Well, Tracy, you have too. You've been out here. Stone wall next to my driveway. He said to me, by the way, just so you know, I built this stone wall about 10 feet onto your neighbor's property. Uh, It's actually encroaching on his land by quite a bit. I didn't realize it when I had done it. I only realized it after the fact, but I just wanted to let you know that I went and told him that I had done this last night. (laughs) God. Yeah. So he said he seemed pretty cool about it, but he might ask you to move it it's a it's a at, at it's at it's peak, not it's, a small
2: thing you're at, talking
0: about a, bringing in equipment to correct do that. at its peak it's probably five feet tall five and a half feet tall and they are giant imagine like the weird like quarter circle shaped pavers that you can put around in your yard and things imagine giant massive versions of those this thing is built from those it's not it, it, there's no there's no easy way you, you should negotiate a
2: contract with him for a dollar a year yeah yeah so yeah for like 20 years or something
1: so how long how old was that fence how old was that wall about four years old okay not enough no because if, if if it goes so no, many yeah. years of course that it becomes yours Yeah. and, whatever. and
0: the, the other thing is he poured asphalt right up to that wall on his side so not only would i have to get the wall out of there i'm gonna to have to dig up sure, a ton way. of asphalt in order yeah. to relocate it luckily my neighbor is awesome and we've since become buddies and talk to each other a lot and he's like i don't care like i don't it, it's a, it's a part of my land i don't use it all i don't i don't care at all so luckily he was very cool about it but i i said to my wife like kind of a dick move to the the night before you move out of the house forever going over and submarining the new owner of the house by letting the guy know that you built the, the wall in the wrong spot. So anyway, Tracy, keep that's going.
2: true. The Belgian farmer, apparently annoyed by the stone that was in his tractor's path, had it moved inside French territory. Instead of causing an international uproar, the incident has been met with smiles on both sides of the border. He made Belgium bigger and France smaller. But I'm not sure that's a good idea, said David Laveau, mayor of a nearby Belgian village. Uh, spoke with french television the border between france and what is now belgium stretches 390 miles it's formally established under the treaty of courtrick signed in 1820 after napoleon's defeat
0: at waterloo steve where do you land on the whole belgium france thing where where, who's your who's your favorite there
1: you know um I, i i i like i like france um I like uh, I, I like a lot about Belgium as well, but uh, but I, you know, uh, I I think I'm gonna have to I think I'm gonna have to land on the on the French side.
0: I'm sorry, I, that's I, incorrect. Tracy, please continue.
2: Yeah. Anyway, so after realizing it was merely a mistake, the French government did finally formally withdraw their surrender and put the marker back where it belonged. <laughs> okay. Nice. So, there you go. Second story, a man was charged Monday for an explosive gender reveal party that was heard by nearby residents in New Hampshire and Massachusetts. Anthony Spinelli of Kingston was charged with disorderly conduct, police said. Police in Kingston, a town not far from the Massachusetts Massachusetts state line, received reports of a loud explosion the night of April 20th. They responded to to a nearby quarry where they found people who acknowledged holding the gender reveal party and letting off the explosives.
0: I am all for a mandatory five-year prison sentence for anybody who does a gender reveal party of any kind. I don't care how <laughs> small. I don't care if explosives are involved. I don't care what it is. If you feel you need attention badly enough to do a stupid gender reveal party, five years in prison, minimum. And that's minimum. That's, what, that's right. the platform I'm running on. I'd appreciate your vote. Medium security? Ma- Medium. N- maximum. Maximum. Wow. I want the full maximum federal prison. I want I want the whole kit and caboodle. I, I want... And I listen, I will do everything in my power to make sure that everybody in that prison knows that you're one of the gender reveal party people. Ooh,
2: wow. That's, that's below the line. Yeah, that's right. Whether
0: it's a scarlet letter you have to wear or whatever it is, I will make sure everybody in that prison knows, and I appreciate your vote this November.
2: <laughs> that's uh, that's 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 quite amazing. That's uh, And I think they'll have to do, like, three years of uh, PSAs with the Ad Council oh, afterwards. To- yes, absolutely. Yes, the source of the blast was 80 pounds of tannerite, police said. The family thought Whoa. the quarry would be the safest spot to blow up this explosive, which is typically sold over the counter as a target for firearm practice.
0: 80 pounds.
2: 80 pounds of right yeah.
0: That's insane. That's, yep. uh, I'm going to assume this person doing the gender reveal party was some kind of doctor, uh, someone potentially, I'm, I'm feeling, now I'm pretty good at this, I'm pretty good at sussing these out, some kind of PhD uh possibly Ivy League school this has the markings of Ivy League school uh, yeah, it's in the northeast so
2: it's it's uh in the in the crummy end of the of the uh, uh of the Ivy League so we're not you know Harvard or Yale but we're definitely down in the yeah yeah the I, this has all mess. the
0: trappings of 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 very brown <laughs> D- <dark> <laughs> <laughs> You listen, listen, <laughs> folks. Listen to me very closely, okay? Nowhere else can you tune in to hear Dartmouth and Brown get slagged on than the Dave and Steve show. This is the only place you can tune in to find this kind of humor. Only right here.
2: You're not yeah, gonna get that been, any, You're not gonna hear yeah, any of these been other. Yeah, dumping on those uh, schools for years. Yep. Third story: A Louisiana man had a chunk of his nose bitten off by another man that he had bought a drink for. Authorities said, Brian Thayer, 34 told the Times-Picayune, New Orleans' advocate, that he finished a shift at the bar he owns and stopped by another bar just before 5 a.m. on the 8th of May. And mm. he and a friend bought a drink for a man, later identified as Andrew Neerman, according to the sheriff's office. The drink spilled on Neerman, but Thayer told the news outlet that he and his friend bought the man another drink. And he said the 32-year-old Newman walked away but came back a few months later and threatened there. He grabbed my head and took a chunk out of my nose. (laughs) Things escalated quickly. If you're adding this up, he left a bar that he owns. Right. And then immediately went to another bar. Yeah. At
1: 5 a.m. At 5 a.m. I am, I am bleary eyed climbing into a swimming pool at that moment. And I don't want to be there. He's he's, you know what? You know what? I'm going to knock off a bit early. Head over to the bar at 5 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to head on over. And uh, and uh, I, I'm just going to walk over there with my perfectly fine nose and buy some drinks for a drifter.
0: Let's see what let's see what happens. <laughs> I've I've to, I've told this story before, but i got to tell this again because this is what it reminded me of. We went to a Cinderella show at a bar uh, slash club <laughs> in, in Seattle uh, Steve was gracious enough to be the designated driver for us that night. There was a, a, how many of us, Steve, four total? I think it was you and myself and Mike. Okay. Maybe, maybe three total. Mike yeah. and I, Mike and I were drinking pretty much from the moment we walked into the bar. We had a drink in our hands. Steve, who is uh, straight edge, doesn't, doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't do any of that kind of stuff was, was great for a designated driver. We, we take our spot just a few feet from the stage. We're waiting for the show to begin waiting for the opening act come on and two ladies two belligerent drunk (laughs) drunk ladies get into it next to us one shoves the other one the other one takes her lit cigarette and flicks it down the other woman's cleavage which was an amazing shot like to get it like perfectly just boom and you watch it go down that woman now slaps her chest and pats it out and then takes her full glass of beer to dump it on that woman and misses she has the worst shot In the world she misses completely and dumps it all over steve i mean (laughs) drenches poor steve with this beer so now we're at a rock show people are smoking drinking smoking some other things doing having a good time waiting for this rock band to take the stage and steve is in our ears saying if we get pulled over tonight i'm the only one that's going to smell like alcohol i've got beer all over my clothes you two can't drive because you have been drinking what's who's gonna drive how are we gonna do this if we get pulled over and and it was it was all we could do just to it, it, luckily oh, i think yeah the I opening was a mess the opening band took the stage with the phrow, like hit the power cord and we couldn't hear steve anymore but i think he was still in my ear trying to say to me this is an awful night i can't believe you brought me here what the hell did you do to me why do i always why do i let you get me into this here we are but that was you didn't get a nose bitten off but you got drenched in beer
1: yeah i i didn't but you know what made that night right was when i went up and uh I, ta- I i i talked to the drummer the drummer gave me one of his drumsticks everything was fine yeah yeah
0: yep he yeah. said you're you're cool you smell like beer yeah nice nice
1: guy in rock and roll um <laughs> oh, all
2: right please continue tracy yeah so the deputies did uh catch up with Nearman, who in a testimony said I was just accosted by him, so
0: I bit him in the face. Nobody ever thinks about, you bite a nose off, you get a chunk of nose in your mouth, you also get a chunk of boogers in your mouth. And that, I would be fine, well, I wouldn't be fine, but I wouldn't, there's a weird thing where, like, I wouldn't be as weirded out about having someone else's, like, skin in my mouth as I would about having their boogs in my mouth. That's where I would probably start gagging. (laughs) boogers and
1: probably some blackheads too i mean there's gonna <laughs> right I and mean, face it that that person's been awake for a long time probably ha- i mean it's yeah. 5 a.m they yeah. pulled an all-nighter they probably have not exfoliated their pores yeah so. and uh and the
2: normalizing toner and astringent that's necessary to keep that skin clean and the pores open yes exactly I- Yes, absolutely. Our fourth story, Param Sharma, 25, has posted multiple videos to Instagram in which he appears to operate a Tesla while in the backseat with nobody at the wheel. Now, police in California arrested Mr. Sharma on May 10th for alleged reckless driving after an officer said he saw him operating a Tesla Model 3 from the backseat on a
0: Bay Area highway. So just tonight... We, My son and I were driving to get sodas because we had ordered pizza. We were driving to get sodas. And my son just out of nowhere said, do you think they will ever get to a point or can you now use like an Xbox controller to drive a car? Because I'm so used to holding an Xbox controller. I feel like the barrier of entry to driving a car would be a lot less if I could just drive it the way I drive, use the triggers for the gas and the brake, use the stick to steer. And I said, Well, probably not. But at the same time, by the time you reach adulthood where you're self sufficient, you've got a good career, whatever it might be, and you can buy the car you want to buy, that car will drive itself. We're, we're already getting close right now. And by the time, if you go, if you smash cut to 15, 20 years from now, every car is going to have the, you're going to have the option of that car driving you anywhere you want. And I I firmly believe this will not even be an issue of somebody being in the back seat or anything like that. You'll be able to sit anywhere you want in the car and the car just drives you from point A to point B because it's so streamlined and works by then. So, but right now I'm still so weirded out by it. I'm weirded it's a, out by it's the self-driving of the cars. wild
2: west, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Cause I, what I was amazing is I looked at, uh, uh, what George Hotz has done with his, uh, what was it? It was like one pilot, which he's basically taking a heavily modified Android phone with some open source software and used, um, uh, used this technology that he has put together to create a different type of machine learning for how it is, that uh that that a camera can recognize the things that it sees and use technology that including like uh force thresholds on the uh on the steering wheel and different components to like just kind of break into the API of modern vehicles. And basically for a thousand bucks, every car can have some form of autopilot using right. something like what it is essentially a modified phone.
0: Yep. Yep. And and right now like the i think the thing that makes me the most nervous is it's kind of like what you were saying uh whether that was last week or the week before we were talking about like the electric bicycles right things of that nature and the fact that the safety hasn't caught up to the technology yet the problem with the self-driving cars is it they they have there's already self-driving cars on the road they work and they do mostly what they're supposed to do the problem is that they haven't had enough time to properly test that technology To make sure there's a lot of simulations that they can run i actually have a friend who left the company i work for went to san francisco and started a startup company where they procedurally generate landscapes traffic all that kind of stuff and they feed this into the car to see how it reacts does it break on time does it turn when it's supposed to right and it's procedural so it can literally just make an endless you could run this thing for a hundred years if you you could run it for a thousand years just running this car through the tests and what he said back to me was It's pretty good but yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's, well, it's, it's pretty it's exactly good it. like it's not the perfect different,
2: the different types of, of te- technology approaches to, to this too cuz george Hodge talked uh, like he was like south by southwest um uh, conference in uh, down in uh, i think that's down in austin right so yeah. he was talking about basically the how it is that there's a lot of these big companies that are doing exactly this type of thing trying to feed information of like what a person is what a and he said but that's not how people drive and so what they're what he's doing with like using this like modified phone thing is using like machine learning and collecting information from actual people actually driving right so it's doing machine learning of like how people so it's not like following a path on the road and like recognizing certain things but instead it's like basically using a lot of the same information that just the average person who's driving how they make decisions and so there's it's it, and it's changed the way like corporations spending billions of dollars with a B to be able to do this and Hot's and his company doing the same thing in their in a garage and reaching similar levels of success
0: you know what you know what Tracy loves Steve more than anything else he loves off-the-grid rogue software companies that make uh, make that make that i don't mean pirated in terms of they've they've stolen it i mean that pirate software the stuff well you know
2: well it's exactly it but by by open sourcing it he's been able to avoid some of the regulations and and uh, but and also allowing like a lot of different people to be able to participate in it as well and so it's just been a, a different type of thing and it both both approaches actually help each other so it's interesting that similar videos abound on social media even though tesla's technology is intended only as a way to assist drivers who are instructed to keep their hands on the wheel at all times echoing mr musk's pension for pushing the envelope some tesla drivers over the years have created an online video genre out of testing what's possible with these vehicles and in some cases appearing to override safety functions to perform stunts that they post on youtube yeah i saw a guy i saw a guy
0: climb out his driver's side window climb up under the hood of the car surf the car uh teen werewolf style climb back into the passenger side and then climb back across into the driver's seat and he posted that video on youtube they always get pulled down that was get taken down almost instantly because they are not you're definitely not supposed to be doing that but that's what i mean like that the technology exists now the problem is when it goes wrong it goes really wrong
2: yeah there's not a there's not a, a, a there's not a space between it going well and going bad. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> no and way. and one of these days Steve's going to get hit on his electric motorcycle and then we'll all feel bad.
1: <laughs> the, the, yeah 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 probably. But um the the problem with I mean the best technology it's only as good as the dumbest person's going to yeah. operate it. Yep. And that's I mean it, it's it's unfortunate. Now I I do so our car has some self-driving in it that's it's not like the Tesla in that you can get in the back seat in fact what I like about it is the fact that it will drive itself if you take your hands off the wheel for like five seconds um, and then it's like wear your hands <laughs> you know put your hands back on right. the wheel and then it'll it, it'll like stop it won't let you do it which is. Smart. I I think it's. um, I I think that's a that's a good half measure because yes, it does um, keep me in the lines. Yes, it does. You know, keep me from you know accidentally, you know, hitting something that comes out in front. I mean, it's it's worked for us in um, you know in collisions and stuff. It's it's helped. I don't know if it's really actually stopped it, but it's definitely started the sequence and, and allowed me to you know have enough time to avoid something um but the self driving yes it sounds great but if it's if it's only half self driving and you're trying to push the limits of it you you need to have your that is that is like attempted manslaughter almost you are yeah. taking other people's lives into your hands and that you're making choices for other people. I, I think okay. they
2: half driving. I I think back to your analogy about how you didn't want to wear a diaper sometimes because you, you just, right. <laughs> I just because feel like
1: sometimes I'm going to forget. And yeah. Uh. Yep.
2: So anyway, when it, whether you're driving one of these vehicles or wearing a diaper, it's a re- good reminder that uh, the Tesla company says, tells drivers repeatedly in its user manuals to remain
0: engaged and they do i mean they've been very adamant about that and very steadfast but i mean there's there's jack wagons out there and unfortunately a lot of the times the people that can afford the teslas are also the people that want to do shit like this uh so all right
2: so that's the news fellas
0: yeah we're gonna wrap things up here uh as i said last week we had a line on a guest we still have a line on that guest. It is We are going to have that guest on the show, but uh, we need to give that guest a week or two more. We'll see We'll see how things go, but we are going to have them on. And then Steve's working on the guest I alluded to earlier in the show. That's a different guest. Both of these will be big gets. Uh, both of these very different guests, as you'll find out if and when they come on the show. Uh, but both great. They should be great listens. Um, so we're going to wrap things up tonight. Tracy, anything else from you? I don't have another thing, no. Steve, anything else from you?
1: No, we're good. This has been a good time.
0: Okay, then for Steve and for Tracy and for me, Dave, uh, Dartmouth, Dartmouth, Dartmouth. Dartmouth. (laughs) Hey, Dartmouth. (laughs) I combined Dartmouth and Brown. Dartmouth and Brown. Brown, Dartmouth. This didn't work out. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Steve Show. Go to hell, Dartmouth and Brown.